Welcome back to the Contemporary Controversy Podcast, where we are going back into the discussion of patriotism and Christianity, part two. Uh, Again, we have with us Matt. We haven't gone anywhere. Matt hasn't gone anywhere. He has come back to join us. Although well, it's like literally five minutes ago. Well, and we're in my apartment, so like I really can't go anywhere. You can't go like, anywhere as long yes, as you're here. That is like correct. It's just, I'm stuck with you. Yes, and uh, we have Matt joining us, and I'm very grateful to have you, Matt, again, and just to have you um, chiming in and putting your thoughts into this. Because uh, as we discussed in the past, tour, we we do differ, and you know earlier I mentioned that. Uh, I mentioned people like Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, and I mentioned that you have some opposing views on that. Yeah. And I would say you you probably do. I, I would say you lean conservative for sure. I, well, yeah. and, and I'm glad you brought this up. Like, I'm wearing <laughs> a Reagan Bush 84 T-shirt right yes. now. So five, an election that took place five years before I was born. Like I am definitely a hardcore conservative. He's uh, definitely very conservative. But I don't fall in line with sometimes the way everybody else says you're supposed to think about issues. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely give me an ideological test. I will. I'm going to be on the far right. So. Anyways. But I would say something that Matt does a very good job with is that I think you do put a lot of time and effort into these political views. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you say that you know, you're voting right or left, whatever it is, you're, if I ask you why, it's not going to be like, well, I just grew up this way, therefore that's what it is. So that's something I really have appreciated about you, just investing the time into your answers and all that. Um, so kind of in this episode, I think we're going to probably maybe even finish some thoughts from the last one, um, but I really want to talk about this election. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, issues going on. Um, I mentioned a few of them earlier, but um, you have the uh, race, the race issues, racial, racial. Uh, I, I prefer to not call them injustices, but, um, you know, a lot of race issues that are not being dealt with. Uh, you have uh, police issues right now, um, a lot of hate towards the police. A lot of hate towards the media. There's a lot of hate. <laughs> he, he, all there's a lot of hate all around. I mean, politica. We live in a cancel culture mm-hmm. now. I mean, if you don't bend to the way um, the agenda, as I would call it, um, if you don't bend or bow down to the to the mob or whatever else, you immediately get canceled, and you are walking on eggshells mm-hmm. in the uh, environment we live in, and that's sad that we can't. Like I said earlier, Democrats and Republicans used to be able to sit in the same room mm-hmm. and completely disagree with one another. But at the end of the day, go out and have a burger together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that's just not the case. It's, you know, it's either you're far left or far right, and there's hardly any in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so um, the last election we had, it was Hillary versus Donald J. Trump, what a orange-headed I mean, man, just, and just... nobody thought we would get to this point. No, um, <laughs> who would have thought the same guy who hosted The Apprentice, who yeah. said you're fired, yeah. um, who would have thought that guy would have ended up in politics, or even less, our president? Yeah. Um, it's a it's it's a strange world in which we live in, and in the last election. 
that's honestly, I feel like when things started to go south quite a bit because I feel like our country was headed in the direction of like more left leaning, I guess. Um, and I would say, I would even argue to say that probably more states that were red started turning blue kind of in that range. And so, yeah, Don, so Donald J. Trump, he's obviously our president now um, in the current election we're in. It's Trump versus Biden. And so when we look at these two options, I think any logical person, to be honest with you, would, one, be shocked that these are two options. And two, um, some may say they're great options, and some, like me and you, might be like, huh. Like, in a nation of 350 million, surely we can have someone else. Yes. And I mean, I, or more well spoken, you know, because yeah. I, I think, I personally think there's people in the Republican Party that are way more well spoken and well educated so on some of these down. issues. And I think there's people in the Democratic Party yeah. that have been way more spoken and well educated. Yeah. And so we're given the options we're given right now. Um, so, with that said, I hear often, uh, is there anything you want to touch on with that? But I hear often that it is, I've heard pastors say this, and I've heard Christians say this, it is impossible to be a Christian yet vote Democrat. Here's here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Matt, they're pro-choice. They're in full support of defunding the police. Uh, some, uh, they're in large majority of them are in support of uh, different organizations and movements that are very popular now that are almost anti-God and uh, for pushing uh, violence and, and all of this. And they're heavy on identity politics. Um, there is a heavy push towards the LGBTQ agenda, um, all of which uh, would go against what God says. And so I guess with that said, like, you know, some people would say, well, how can a Christian vote for that if, you know, how how can a Christian vote for that, the Democratic platform, um, and still be a Christian? And is there anything in the Republican Party? Because obviously, like, a lot of Christians will almost say, like, if you're a Christian Republican, if you're not a Christian or a Democrat. But, like, is there anything in the, the – obviously, we know the Democratic Party, the the – platform that's a big thing that people will talk about is like look at the different platforms what they stand for and, and evaluate your decision from there anything on the republican party that it would be considered to be anti-god maybe for policy or yeah well so first like i think we all have to acknowledge we all have blinders and so i have grown up very conservative i'm still very conservative um i typically vote republican and so being in that world, sometimes it's hard for me to even see where there might be some yeah. potential, uh, which is where we need to have the humility of not acknowledging that, you know, the odds are there probably are going to be some opinions that uh, and views that Republicans have that may not line up as well as what we think they yeah. might line up. But um, so th- with that said, I, I think that there's no doubt if you look at Republican versus Democrat, there's no doubt that there's one side that holds quite a few views that are uh, at complete odds with historic Orthodox Christianity. Um, the one thing I'll also say about the Republicans is sometimes the one who agrees with you the most is the one you have to be the most careful of. 
because you can be more subtly led astray. Yeah. Because it, you, you don't recognize that there's problems. Like we look at the Democratic Party platform and it doesn't take long at all to go, there's massive problems here. And so with the Republicans, sometimes we can be led astray down a bad path quicker because we don't realize where there might be some issues. But, um, but as far as the question of can like a Christian be a Democrat, um, I definitely think that it's getting harder because like, I think, you know, you go back 10 years, even just five to 10 years. I mean, the Democrat party has moved yeah. fairly drastically yeah. to the left. And so I, I'm not comfortable. One, we don't want to turn into a work as if somehow in order to be you know, justified before the Lord, you have to have your Republican membership card with you. So, I mean, yeah. we don't want to turn into a work, but is it possible for somebody to be truly saved, but not walking in the way the Lord would want them to be walking in and voting Democrat? I think that is possible. Um, but I also think that, that it's, the thing we have to remember with politics is it's always a matter of preferences and priorities. And so I think for a Christian to be pro LGBT, pro abortion would be the biggest one. Yeah. I think they could potentially truly be saved, but just be dead wrong and even in sin for yeah. supporting those type of things. Yeah. The question is, could they, knowing full well Democrats are supporting those things, say, I know they're supporting those things, but there are these other things that I think are more important in this moment, and therefore I'm going to vote for them for these reasons over here, like immigration, like uh, I think we should have higher taxes so we can support more welfare programs to help people who are yeah. impoverished and stuff yeah. like that. Now, I would disagree with those things for political reasons yeah. even more so. But it's possible for them to come from that perspective and say those things right now in this moment, I think this particular election, the Democrat is going to address these issues more. And these other issues, really, they're not going to be able to impact that much anyway. So even though I disagree with these other issues, on with them on these other issues, these other issues outweigh them right now, if that makes yeah, sense. No, and, and now, again, I don't see it that way yeah. at all. But And I would even say in some sense they're wrong for thinking that way. But I think we would need to humbly acknowledge maybe a Christian could view it this yeah, way yeah. and vote Democrat because of that. Well, a couple things. Um, I think something that we all have to remember is that um, when it comes to your faith in Christ, uh, you know, Jesus says if you profess with your mouth, or Scripture teaches if you profess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Um and obviously we all have different opposing opinions, but I think something that we all must not forget is that it is the blood of Jesus that saves us. It is not, it is his sacrificial love that he put on the cross to right. die on behalf of our sins um, so that we could be saved. So I think we have to be careful to be too far gone to say, or maybe not too far gone, but to, to say that, our identity as in, in politics is determining our salvation right. because you could go as far to say, you know, like there's certain TV shows that we watch or, yeah. or conversations that we indulge in, uh, you know, gossip, stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, well, are we not Christians then? Right. You know, it's, and so it's like, it's, there's a lot of opposing views. We need to be careful with, you know, looks like you're about to say something, but like on that topic. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think most people when they talk about how like you can't be a Democrat and a Christian, I think they wouldn't take it like how I first talked about it, like to the level of saying, 
literally Jesus can't save them or they're not saved because of that. Because they, they know that's not the case. But usually what they're more meaning is you can't be a good Christian. You can't be a yeah. Christian walking well with the Lord. And, and, and it's increasingly becoming like that because Democrats are becoming so you know, hardcore that direction. But even now, at least at this point, I think they could – and again, I would say they would be wrong in doing it, but I think they could still say, here's some reasons, again, immigration, whatever the yeah. case may be, that I think lines up better with what crisis wants me to do, and so therefore I'm going to vote for this. But we're definitely moving more and more in a direction to where it's going to be hard for a Christian to yeah. to to truly support the platform of the Democrat Party. Quick question. Do you know, like, I know that obviously protests and all that have been a huge thing over the past few years. Um some um, a large majority of it, I feel like over the past few years, has been dealing with like the issues with police brutality or what it's perceived as police brutality. Um, uh, but also, do, do you think that more of the protests hap- started happening after Trump got elected? Was there ever a time in history? Yeah, no. Where, I, mean, I mean, obviously, there's always been divisions. Yeah. But- so I mean, like historically, and I think 2020 has long surpassed it now. But like 1968. Um, is probably the other election year that was the most uh, similar to this one we've ever had before. Yeah. Like you have in 68, you have Bobby Kennedy is assassinated and Martin oh, Luther King okay. Jr. is yeah. assassinated in their riots. And But I think 2020, honestly, is yeah, sur- surpassing surpass- I that. mean, we have coronavirus and... Yes, uh, and then the protest. And then, but going back, and I think we, maybe it was at the very end of the last podcast or at the beginning of this one. The thing is, like with Trump, like I do think it's gotten worse under him, but I don't yeah. think it's he's a symptom more than a cause. Like yeah. and it's a lot of it. And you'll love this. A lot of it's the product of social media and the product yeah. of the 24 yeah. hour news cycle to where we've just become much more tribal and much more, but it does feel like we're, we're just getting more and more tense, more and more uh, on edge. And, and then throwing a pandemic into the middle of it has obviously yeah. just made it that much worse. No. Yeah, for sure. None of us saw, uh, all of us saw the election coming. None of us saw the yeah, it's pandemic. Like, this was already going to be, a completely crazy yeah. again worse than probably 1968 yeah. election already and then you throw a pandemic into the middle yeah. of it and then and, and then, then the racial protests that yeah. popped up and i mean it's just like what else is 2020 gonna throw at us I yeah mean, we still got like a month to go what everything else is it seems like everything went downhill after kobe bryant passed away i mean 2020 like, got off really, to a bad start yeah. and it's just yeah continue to go down it's been sad you know but I, you know i think honestly if i had to narrow down um to and maybe you can think of more but i feel like for conservatives especially i feel like the two big issues in the republican conservative party um has been uh abortion and the lgbtq community and with that said obviously being pro-choice and all that um or not me being pro-choice. But, oh, well, that's you're coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but like pro-life versus pro-choice. For those of you who don't know what the, that means, pro-choice is to where you are. You basically believe women have the right to abort their babies or what I would consider murder their babies. And even in some states, uh, up to the time of birth or even after they give birth. And so, so there's that spectrum, and the pro-life is obviously everything is a human life. Um, if you're pregnant, follow through with the pregnancies. And obviously we're not going to unpack all of that and then debate that. Some podcasts probably will. Um, but, you know, I think they're hinging on those two issues. And one of the things that I've seen, especially like within the Republican Party, 
um, that like people lean on those two issues, abortion and then obviously LGBTQ community and all that, is that Christians say, well, the Republican Party doesn't really endorse, um, I feel like pro-life, they're fairly pro-life, but I would say specifically the LGBTQ community, (laughs) like, I feel like there's like this weird deal, like for like, there are some people are like, no traditional marriage between man and woman. But even Donald Trump, like I was he's, bring this he's, up earlier. he's been in like, I mean, he's in full support of. Yeah, he tweeted a video of a guy that's running for office, a Republican who's openly gay. And the guy was saying Trump is the most pro-gay president we've ever had. Yeah. And Trump tweeted that like, yeah. So, yeah. And, and yeah, and I feel like I don't Christians know. Christians seem to like somehow overlook that. Yeah. When they approach Trump. Well, and that's the thing is like you can't. I mean, you look at the conservative party. And or I get Republican Party, I should say, but you know, you look at that party, and yes, I guess along the lines it's been traditional marriage, but the Democratic Party has been that way at two at times too, because President Obama, um, at one point, Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris, maybe at one point. I don't don't know. I don't know when she got into office, so she might have been able to. But Biden at one point said, uh, "No, this is no question. Traditional marriage is between a man and woman." And Obama said the exact same thing. So I think even the Democratic Party, and I think all throughout history, a lot of times, it's always been a clear understanding of like, no man or marriage is between a man and woman. Well, that's where it's very much a generational thing to where younger. I mean, even a lot of younger Christians are even becoming more open to that. And so, I mean, I think the Republican Party, and that's where I think it's important for Christians to remember that while we in America kind of have one of two choices and Republicans do line up more so, obviously, than Democrats. At the end of the day, we've got to be really careful putting our confidence and hope too much in any political party because the Republican Party is already moving in a direction to be more pro-LGBT, and it might continue. Yeah. I mean, fast forward a decade from now, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've thought before, it's like, what if a decade from now, it's the Republican Party, as much or more than the Democrat Party, who's kind of delivering the death blows to religious liberty on LGBT issues? Because, again, you have the Republican president bragging about being the most pro-gay, yeah, pro-gay president gay, in history. Yeah, yeah. So where are we going to be in a decade? Yeah, and that's where, that's where I have to look at this, it's especially with the upcoming election and all that. It's like Christians are like, well, I lean more towards, you know, um, the lesser of two evils, for lack of better words, which we'll touch on. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just – it's amazing to me, though, because we can completely dismiss like these things that we're so staunchly against given like uh, – pro, you know, same-sex marriage and all that, um, to where we know that he's fully in support of same-sex marriage, but he's pro-life and for human life, so we fully support him. Which, and I will say, though, like when it comes to the great evil of our day, I think it's abortion. And that's why I totally get why people are like, you know what, for all the Republican problems the Republican Party may have, Abortion is the biggest issue yeah, of the day, yeah. and that's and I, I fully understand that, and in some sense, even think along those lines because I do think that is the singular biggest issue. And for whatever else I might say that's less than complimentary about President Trump, the one thing that can be said is he he has been um, even somewhat to my surprise been very solidly pro life. Yeah, and, I, and, yeah. I, and for that. I'm very thankful. And at one point he wasn't. No. And and, and I remember during the election, during one of the debates, I actually genuinely felt like 
that there was some sincerity in how he changed uh, his yeah, views on abortion. Yeah. And so and sometimes he doesn't come off that way, but he, I really thought he did on that issue. And honestly, I think that's a good point to say, like to recognize that all of us can have transitioning views that happen a long time. I mean, even after this podcast or before this podcast a few years ago, and maybe even a few years from now, like we all at some point, that's why I think we have to approach this with grace to realize like, Matt and I don't have all the answers right now. I, and, and honestly, I'm still searching in many areas. But, and so, like, I think we just have to be careful at times to be like, well, you know, seven years ago, you held this stance. And it's just like, well, things do change they as do. time it's goes just on. Like with some of the Democrat politicians where they conveniently changed on oh, yeah. LGBT <laughs> issues when they ran for president and I mean, like, yeah, and that's there definitely thing. seemed to be some things that political expediency played a part in some oh, of those conversions. Oh, no doubt. But, um, so, wow, this uh, is easy to spin on. We're 20 minutes in, but um, I would say there's definitely going to be a part three. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a part four. But so, okay, obviously, I think we've touched on some of like, can a Christian be a Democrat? Yeah. But Donald Trump, and this may be something we Ooh. may not fully unpack <laughs> in the next few minutes, and it, um, we'll definitely continue on part three. But Donald J. Trump, he 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 gets a lot of support from evangelicals um, and some well-known pastors, even well-known politicians. They're obviously in the conservative world, um, but you know. He would identify as a Christian, and some people would even say he is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying he is or he is. I don't. I, that, that's yeah. a line I don't want to tread. Um, but I guess my question would be: Do you do you have any pushback of Christians that are in full support of Donald Trump? Um, because I feel like there are some character flaws that he has, um, past, present. Um, and even, I mean, I think if you look at his Twitter account, I, I, I mean, you know, out of the overflow of the heart, the yeah. mouth speaks. And so, you know, just like with anyone, we're all, at the end of the day, Christian or not Christian, we're all inherently evil mm -hmm. and we all have wickedness in our heart. But, you know, I know that some of the character he has, like, is, is not, sometimes it can seem like it's not best suit for the Oval Office, mm -hmm. you know? As far as professionalism and all Yeah, that. I mean, I think that's definitely – and that's the, the big concerns I have with President Trump because in many ways he's done um, a lot of good that I, I would say, oh, I'm, I'm thankful for these. Not not perfect, but no president ever is. But definitely the way he conducts himself in terms of the way he speaks, the way he speaks about other people um, is definitely problematic. And, and in many ways he sets the tone for the national discourse. And I don't think – well, I still think he's more of a symptom – than the root cause of our problems. I do think he has transitioned to a little bit more of a root cause of why things have continued to get so bad. Um, Can you, you clarify know, the symptom? What do you mean by So like, as far as like how our political discourse has gotten so ugly, uh, I think it's, I think Donald Trump was a product of that. Like he, it wasn't that he made our discourse get so horrible yeah, and yeah. for us to be so uncivil. That was a product of the 24 hour news cycle and social media. And Trump just was a part of that. But I think now, as far as how much it's continued to disintegrate, I do think he's more of a factor in that now. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I think like studying through the book of judges recently, you know, 
its, its first set of uh, Samson, where it says he does what's right in his own eyes. And what's true of one leader in one generation, the next generation later, it's true of the whole country. Yeah. And it says everybody does what's right in their own eyes. And so I think we have a tendency to become like our leaders. And when you see the way President Trump conducts himself, yeah. it's like, do we want an America full of people who act like that? Is that yeah. good for yeah. us? And I think that's a, a real problem. Now, with that said, I fully understand and respect the Christian who says, yeah, he he, he kind of is terrible the way he tweets. And he's really terrible. But look at the pro-life judges. I mean, it's possible he's going to nominate three Supreme Court justices that could overturn Roe v. Wade, yeah. remake the court for a generation. And so while I may not necessarily agree with that philosophy, I can respect the Christian who says, listen, he's kind of a buffoon. He, he's kind of, <laughs> but, but we've got a lot of good things out of him. Therefore, I'm going to vote for him. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to in a sense support him. And so I don't have a problem with that. The issue I have is people who are incapable of criticizing him. Yeah. And if you're in a movement where you're incapable of criticizing him, yeah your leader, like there's a word for that. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of, it's a cult. Yeah. And, and so for the Christians who are like, just like, you there's know, you, nothing. Yes. Yeah, like, and, and it's, it's like, it's the extreme. It's like, you have one side of orange man, bad. He can do nothing good. And like, that's dumb. And he's literally Hitler. Yeah. He's not. But then you have these others. It's like, you know, Oh, he's the greatest Christian president we've ever had. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, and it's just like, there's, you know, I like honestly the way Ben Shapiro described it is, I'm sometimes Trump. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm never yeah, Trump. Yeah. It's not that I'm always Trump. It's that I'm sometimes Trump. And so while I think Christians might could agree to disagree on whether they vote for him, I think all Christians should be able to be in the sometimes Trump camp of saying, hey, I'm going to call balls and strikes. And when he's running afoul of decency and stuff like that, I'm going to call him out on that. But I'm going to celebrate the justices he appoints and, and things like that. So yeah, and I think, just being objective. Yeah, it. and you know, one thing that you know, even if you are, I mean, obviously, I, I, I lean conservative. And if you know, I, obviously, I haven't voted this election, but I'm going to be voting conservative for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that um, if if I do decide to vote for Trump because there are some reservations mm -hmm. for me personally. Uh, and we'll touch on the third party issue here in a bit, uh, probably on part three. But uh, I, um, with Trump, I think even if I do vote for him, uh, to be clear to my family who's listening, I will be voting conservative <laughs> <laughs> and friends too. But uh you know, I don't know I, if I trust him, guys. He's wearing a, a Biden shirt, so <laughs> I don't, Matt, know. don't tell them that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just um, God, it is. It's it's tough because I, you know, uh, I'm trying. I'm losing my track of thought. But I, I think I didn't mean to derail you. With no, the no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I, I'll take it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, with Trump, I do have some reservations. And even if I do vote for him, I, I'm definitely in the camp of sometimes Trump. So with that said, like, yes, will I support him if I vote for him? Like, will I support him? Yes. I, I, I'll be like, I'm glad that I picked him as a president. But I also have a lot of, like, things of, like, man, like, but I'm not on board with this character. And a lot of his character – contradicts with the word of god i mean yeah i mean no you know he's doubt, yeah. very prideful he's very arrogant um and and don't get me wrong i don't want to 
paint him out to be this bad, bad man because I do think there are good characteristics that he may withhold. I mean, obviously, I think social media, social media has been a damnation to the culture. Yeah. And we all become 10 feet tall when we get behind a keyboard. And now Trump, obviously, is <laughs> – you know, he, he has his own set of issues, but I don't want to dismiss the factor that, you know, while he has his own set of issues – I don't want to paint him out to be this evil, evil man. Yeah. You know, because well, we so all have thoughts. I've even said, I don't know how much time we have left, but like, um, I've even said, like, if he would openly come out and say, I'm not a, a Christian, like, I think they're kind of weird. Like, that whole Jesus coming back to life thing, like, that's yeah. just kind of weird and strange. And then he was everything else exact same, but he would say that I would be more likely to support him. My biggest problem with him is that he unfortunately has come to represent in many ways he, he's come to become he's become the face of christianity in america and as you're saying yeah, yeah. I, anybody who's objective and again anybody who has any level of objectivity will acknowledge he's not displaying the fruits of the spirit yeah, no, okay, no we'll just go with that right there's yeah. not a whole lot of the fruits of the spirit going on there and that's not to say he's not a real christian or anything like yeah. that i'm just like those things aren't being exemplified and so if he's the face of christianity to a lot of lost people and he is for better or worse he yeah. is that's a that's a problem and that's an issue and that's where i just wish christians whether you vote for him or you don't vote for him i think that's there's christian freedom there i know there's some high profile pastor that might disagree with me on that but i think there's freedom to disagree but at the end of the day you can vote for him without excusing the bad behavior and that's the key yeah uh, there's a lot more we want to touch on we'll cover it in part three and probably part four but thank you so much for joining the contemporary controversy podcast part two um, we will continue on in part three and unpack a lot more of these thoughts.